Welcome to episode 184 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the sign of sacrifice for this Christmas season. Let's dive in. Well, I don't know about you, but I am so excited for this Christmas season. There's just something about walking around and hearing Christmas music and seeing the twinkle of the lights that just brings a deep joy. And I think the reason I love this season is because as a culture, even though as a, for the most part, we are wrapped up in consumerism and selfishness and a self-focus, this is a reminder for us to focus upon Jesus. And it's interesting to me that here is a culture who refuses to talk about the Messiah. And yet for this few short weeks uh, every single year, they're playing music that declares the goodness and grandeur of Jesus Christ. Well, at least some of the songs. But as I look at this season, I'm often reminded of this incredible reality of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. A lot of times we are celebrating merely the fact that Jesus came And it is an amazing reality that he came as a babe, that here is the God of the universe who clothed himself in flesh and became a baby on our behalf. That is an amazing reality. But personally, I keep coming back to the fact that the reason he came as a baby was not because of baby stuff. That the reason we celebrate the Christmas season is because we're not just merely celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. We're actually celebrating the life, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, the outpouring of Jesus Christ. In reality, we are focusing and celebrating Jesus himself and all that he accomplished at the cross and all that he is longing to do in our lives even to this day. Well, there's an incredible picture of this in Genesis chapter 22. Now, if you know your Bibles, Genesis chapter 22 is the chapter where God comes to Abraham and says, Abraham, you have a beloved son. In fact, this is your only begotten son. Now, we know that Abraham had Ishmael prior to this point, but he wasn't the son of the promise. In fact, he was kind of the twisted version of what flesh tried to produce in trying to produce the promise of God. And God had rejected Ishmael. And at this point, Abraham had sent Ishmael and Hagar away. And so now Abraham and Sarah have one son there. It is the beloved son of the father. And God looks at Abraham and says, Abraham, I want your son. Would you give me your son? Would you be willing to sacrifice your son on this mountain of which I will show you? And so Abraham gets up the next morning and he he makes his way to this mountain that God is leading him to. And I love this story. Let me just read part of Genesis chapter 22 for you, just so it's fresh in our mind. This is what it says. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then God said, now take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. 
Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to the young man, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go up yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon his son Isaac. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went up together. Verse 7 says, But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went up together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called from him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. What an incredible passage. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what on earth does this have to do with Christmas? Just give me one second. As you're following this story through, it's actually really incredible to me. That here is Abraham who has an incredible trust in God. He just has this faith in God's provision and his faithfulness and his goodness. And so here is God. He goes to Abraham and says, Abraham, I want your son. This is your only son. And Abraham knew that the promise was going to come through Isaac. In fact, it's interesting to me that it says in verse 4 that on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. So think about this. Here is a beloved father who has a only begotten son, and that father is called to sacrifice that son. Isn't that a great just picture of God the Father with his son Jesus? That here is the father with a beloved son, an only begotten son. And it's interesting that the moment that Abraham heard that he's going to sacrifice Isaac, the next morning he gets up and he literally travels for three days. Think about this. On the third day, in one sense, Abraham received back Isaac to life. Now, I know that Isaac didn't die. I I get that. But in one sense, the moment that Abraham went off on the journey, it's like he had declared, all right, Isaac is God's. And he knew all along this journey that there was going to be a death to Isaac. So when Isaac wasn't killed and Isaac was given back to Abraham, in life, well, it's interesting that the son was returned to the father on the third day. See, I don't think that's by accident. In fact, the writer of Hebrews tells us in chapter 11 that by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in fact up offering his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. And Abraham considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, 
figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. I love what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He says, do you realize that in one sense, Abraham, in a figurative sense, received Isaac back to life on the third day? That there's this incredible parallel between the story of Abraham and Isaac and what God did through the life of Jesus nearly, what, 2,000 years later with Jesus at the cross. Now, there's been a lot of speculation of how old Isaac was at this point. And and I, all growing up, for some reason, I was always told that Isaac was a young man. In other words, he was this young lad. In fact, that's what the New King James says. Some say boy. But we kind of consider him like a, you know, some kid between the ages of like probably 10 and 13. However, it's interesting that when you look at the Jewish historian Josephus, Josephus says that Isaac was 25 years old. Rabbis during the time of Jesus said that Isaac was likely 37 years old. So regardless, we know that he's probably between the ages of 25 and 37. And by the way, it would not surprise me at all, knowing how God works in scripture, that if we get to heaven and we find out that Isaac was actually 33 years old, it actually would make so much sense to me because it would parallel perfectly Jesus who died at 33 and a half. But regardless, we don't we don't know for sure, but we know that he's actually a young man. And what I love about this is that Isaac could have easily overpowered Abraham, and yet he willingly submitted himself into his father's hands. That Isaac trusted his father just as Abraham trusted God. And I love this that as they're climbing up the mountain, <laughs> so interesting. I, I love this picture. In verse 6, it says that Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac. So Isaac was carrying his own wood for sacrifice, which is exactly what Jesus did. Scholars tell us that in order to have enough wood to burn for the few hours it would take to offer this sacrifice that Abraham was preparing for, that it would be it would be actually be a lot of wood. So we're talking about a lot of weight. Again, it's probably showing the fact that Isaac is not some little kid. And interestingly, even in the Hebrew, in verse 5, where it says that Abraham spoke to the young men who came with him, and then the lad and I are going to go up, that those two words in Hebrew are exactly the same. Really, it's this idea of young men, which biblically, or that word in Hebrew, is used from everything from babies up to men (laughs) or servants, interestingly. And so you kind of have this, there's not an actual parameter of age. So we don't know how old Isaac was, but again, likely he's in his late twenties, early thirties, and he's carrying his own wood for the sacrifice up the mountain. And as they're climbing up, Isaac goes, uh, dad, I see the fire. I see the knife. I've got the wood. Uh, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham's response is quite revealing. He says, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And we know the scene that when Abraham picks up the knife and is about to bring it down on Isaac, God speaks and says, hey, don't lay a hand on your son. In fact, I've already provided a ram in the thicket. Just turn around. He's right there. And Abraham calls the name of this place Jehovah Jireh because God is the one who provides. God sees in advance and provides that which is needed. And then what is amazing is we are told that it is upon this mountain that it will be provided. 
Now you realize that for the next several thousand years, sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice is actually going to be made on this mountain because Mount Moriah is the mountain of Jerusalem. This is a place that when David established the kingdom and set up Jerusalem as the capital, that this is where the tabernacle and then eventually Solomon's temple was built. And year after year, the atoning sacrifice of the lamb was made on this mountain. But ultimately, that was all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. When Jesus, the beloved son, with carrying the wood for his own sacrifice, climbed up Mount Moriah and was crucified in the exact same spot, at least that's what I would believe, where Isaac was offered as a sacrifice at a place at the top of the mountain, Mount Moriah, which we would know as believers as Calvary. It's Golgotha. It is the place of the school. It's a place of sacrifice. This, the very place that a father gave his beloved son as a willing sacrifice, the father gave actually gave his son, Jesus, as the sacrifice. And it's a picture of God's provision. Now, take all of that really quickly and come into Luke chapter 2. I love this scene. Mary and Joseph have come down to Bethlehem. And of course, because of the census, Mary's pregnant and they find some room in a stable or likely probably in someone's house underneath where the animals stayed. And here they are. And, you know, she gives birth and she wraps Jesus in swaddling clothes and lays him in the manger. And at the same moment out in the fields nearby, there were these shepherds. And we know that at the time of Jesus, the shepherds of Bethlehem most likely were the priestly shepherds. These were the shepherds that cared for the flocks that were used for the temple sacrifice in Jerusalem, five miles away. And on this particular night, the angels show up in Luke chapter two and look at these shepherds, these priestly shepherds and says, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So here's the question. Why would a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, be a sign to these shepherds? Well, in order to understand that, you have to go and figure out, okay, well, what did the priestly shepherds used to do? And you realize that In order to take the lamb up to Jerusalem for sacrifice, what they would typically do is they would take the lamb and put it in a manger, a feeding trough, and would wrap the little legs of the lamb up close against the body uh, to protect and to keep that little lamb safe. The reason being is if you're going to take a lamb five miles up to Jerusalem and that little lamb broke its leg or hurt itself along the way, it no longer would be a perfect sacrifice. So you had to swaddle it and then carry it so that it would be protected and preserved as the perfect sacrifice. So imagine this. Here's a bunch of these shepherds and this angel shows up and says, hey, look, I bring you great news of glad tidings. Why? Because the Messiah has been born. And this is the sign. Here's how you're going to notice. Here's how you're going to know who this Messiah is. This Messiah is is going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes, just like you wrap a little lamb. And then it's going to be laying in a manger. And so, of course, the shepherds find the place where Jesus was and they look. And here is the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, to a priestly shepherd, 
that was a mental declaration. It was a sign to say that what they were looking at was not merely a baby. They were looking at a lamb prepared for sacrifice. That what they're staring at is one day, just like we take our lambs up to Jerusalem for sacrifice, so too this baby who is wrapped in swaddling clothes is the perfect sacrifice. It's the sacrificial lamb that's going to be taken to Jerusalem and sacrificed. Yes, that is the savior that we worship. That is the one we celebrate in this season. Can I encourage you as we enter into this celebration season of Christmas, not merely to focus on the fact that Jesus came as a babe. That is amazing. And we should sing the songs. But in the midst of singing about this baby lying in a manger, let us not forget that what we're really proclaiming is the fact that he is the perfect sacrifice. Or as a writer of Hebrews says, he is the lamb that was slain. May we celebrate not just his birth in this season. Let us celebrate his birth, his life, his death upon the cross, his resurrection into the newness of life, his ascension into the heavenly places where he sits at the right hand of the Father in majesty on high. And then he poured forth his spirit at Pentecost where now we as believers who have faith in him can be filled with his very spirit, the spirit of God. Wow, what an amazing reality. And that makes this season so much more special because we're not just celebrating one event in Jesus's life. We are celebrating Jesus himself. Well, I hope that's just a fresh reminder for each of us as we head into Christmas this next week. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 184 for episode 184. And if you'd like to listen to a full length sermon that I gave, kind of going through this same concepts and topics, as well as a little bit more, then I would encourage you to go to those show notes and you can see a link where you can listen to that sermon I recently gave. Well, until next time, know I am celebrating with you the whole reason for this season, which is Jesus Christ. See you next time.